is you want to have a calculation of every single person on your list of what their total spend with you, how much have they spent with you, so you have some barometer um, as to what names on your list. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on, uh, or the main two things, are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. The founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. Familiarize yourself with Matt and what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and happy Sunday. I hope your Sunday is going very well and I hope you're having a best ever weekend. And uh, Today, because it's Sunday, we're doing a special segment as we typically do and it's called Skill Set Sunday where we talk about a specific skill that you are going to learn and uh, be able to apply after having uh, the conversation with us today uh, and then help your real estate investing business move forward and and just be more successful. So with that, uh, we're going to talk about list building. In particular, uh, we're going to talk about how to build a list of over 1 million subscribers because our best ever guest today has done that. He has successfully done that. And let me uh, first, let's say hi to him. Brian Kurtz, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm really happy to be here, Joe. I'm really glad to have you on the show. And um, a little bit about Brian before uh, we get into it. Brian recently left Boardroom, uh, which after 34 years, he uh, was leading the team there. So he recently left less than less than a year ago, um, where he his team over those years was responsible for mailing out close to... Two billion, that's with a B, two billion direct mail pieces. Uh, under his leadership, most importantly, revenues of the company went from $5 million to $150 million. Uh, lots of experience, both from a, a tactical standpoint and then also from a str- strategic standpoint and how, to, how what we're doing affects the bottom line, which you know, list building is all about affecting the bottom line. So I, I'm really anxious to have this conversation with Brian. Um, he was also responsible for building boardrooms, print and electronic media newsletters, which now have over 2 million subscribers. 
Uh, what he's up to now, he is applying all of those learnings with his own company, uh, Titans Marketing, which is a direct response company uh, that focuses across multiple channels. I'll let him talk a little bit more about that. And non-business related, he is a Little League umpire. So if uh, I get out of line, he's going to throw me out of this interview <laughs> and then he's just going to conduct the interview himself. Um, Brian, with that being said, can you briefly give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and then we'll get into the list building? So yeah, so Boardroom um, was, is, still is, a publisher of newsletters and books for consumers uh, in a wide variety of topics, health, finance. Uh, we did cover a lot of uh, real estate uh, topics and issues in our newsletters. And I think the interesting thing is like, I don't like to spend a lot of time bragging about, um, I always say if it's, it's not bragging if you did it, but I'm not really bragging about the number of names I mailed in direct mail or the num- amount of money the company made. Well, it's, what's interesting about what I did in my career is that I mailed, you know, one and a half to two billion pieces of direct mail, but it was selling products that were $39, both newsletters and books. So, you know, to sell that kind of volume, and of course, you know, it was billions of dollars worth of, of business over my 34 years, the idea of doing it $39 at a time is sort of interesting as we talk about the real estate business today, which is clearly higher ticket. You know, you sell one house or you flip one house, you're going to make a little bit more than $39. So the idea of what you need to build into your business when you're, uh, you know, looking at, at customers, as it were, I was looking at customers to subscribe to a newsletter or buy a book for $39. And I think a real estate agent or someone who's buying and flipping homes or whatever they're doing to invest, an entrepreneur investing in real estate has to think in terms of, you know, how much can they make at the end of the day per customer and then what they're willing to invest in that customer. And so, again, if I'm willing to invest a lot of money in creating a list and creating an audience and creating a tribe, as it were, to sell $39 products, why wouldn't you want to do the same thing when you can make tens of thousands of dollars on one transaction? So I think that's kind of the link between my broad-based consumer direct marketing business and what the folks who are listening to this interview today are into. And as far as um, you know, just my background is is uh, diverse. I've been I've I've worked in every medium: direct mail, online, TV, radio, print advertising. So you know, it's there's no I always say there's no marketing channel that I didn't like. I, I make the joke sometimes that, you know, even the, the underneath yogurt lid, advertising underneath yogurt lids and on the back of ATM receipts uh, are things I tried, which were only good ideas at the time. So I, I will I am open to almost any type of media to get your message out if it's appropriate. And I think that that, you know, I want to jump into the real estate business because I want to make sure we get as much content for your guys as possible because I am very passionate about helping large service uh, type businesses who don't know a lot about marketing, who think that sending a postcard with a listing of what house you're selling or or sending a something about a property you might own is is everything you need to do in terms of, uh, you know, how you position yourself as a professional, as a as a as a as a as someone who really wants to 
be successful in a service business like real estate, which if you, if you do it like everybody else, you're a commodity. If you are able to create things that other people aren't by how you do your real estate business, you become a specialty. And specialty over commodity is everything in marketing. And I think that's where probably what we are, where we should have our focus today. And as far as getting to a million subscribers or a million prospects or a million whatever, um, there's a lot of steps to get there. But most people who are in real estate don't even need a list of a million to make to make millions. So it may only be a list of tens of thousands that would make the difference. So I don't know if that, I mean, I wanted to jump in. So, I, I, you know, as far as my background, you know, it's it's a wide range of marketing and and different techniques and different things that, that I've done in my career. And on the umpiring side, um, I, I don't throw people out of games. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I never missed a call since 1978 anyway. So. Of course not. <laughs> so uh, the first thing you mentioned was basically lifetime value of a customer. So knowing how much is that customer worth for uh, to you and your company, and then how much are you willing to invest uh, AKA pay, um, in materials and communication, whatever you need to do, the team members to acquire that customer and then make the, make the difference on that customer. Uh, when, when you look at the lifetime value of your customer in the past or now, uh, how do you calculate that? Is it just a, a, a hard and fast number is there a range? Is there some sort of sliding scale? What does it look like? So it's, it's, it's different in every industry and in every business, but you have to get a sense of, as you said, what it costs to get somebody onto your list, uh, even if they don't buy initially, but when they do buy, what is, what is their value? Now, in the case of real estate, you know, the lifetime value is kind of interesting because how many, let's say you're a real estate broker and you know, you've got somebody who you eventually sell a house to. The odds are you're not going to sell another house with, to that person for a while. Most people don't move as quickly, you know, once they buy a house or an apartment, they might. But of course, you want to make sure that you're the real estate broker of record the next time they sell as well. So the idea is to not just think about that as a one-time transaction. There's no hard and fast number. There's no hard and fast rule. But you want to make sure that you're always thinking as you're creating a list and creating your marketing messages that anybody who can be someone who you can sell product or service to or can be on your list for a period of time can be a multiple buyer over time. There's a, there's a basic um, premise in, in the list business, in the, in the mailing list business, how you evaluate the value of a list. And it's called RFM. R, the, the letters R, F, and M. R stands for recency, F stands for frequency, M stands for monetary value. So what that means is the person who bought most recently is your most valuable person. Now, in the case of real estate, someone who just bought a house may not be ready to buy their next house, but there's someone that you want to stay in touch with, so they are a very, very valuable person to you. Frequency would be someone who might have bought a second house from you or someone who you're working with to sell properties that you have. Maybe you're selling distressed properties and you, you, you have somebody who's, who can buy multiple things from you. You want to know who the people on your list that buy frequently because those people become your VIPs very quickly. And then monetary, again, this is where it varies by industry. 
is you want to have a calculation of every single person on your list of what their total spend with you, how much have they spent with you, so you have some barometer um, as to what names on your list should be prioritized against other names on your list with different types of communications. So let me break this down into an example that I think would be very, very illustrative for your real estate folks. Um, I was at a conference once and there was a guy came up to me and he said he was uh, in the used car business. He had a used car lot. And of course, I don't want to disparage used car salesmen. They're, they're, you know, some are wonderful and, you know, used cars is a very important part of our economy. And so this guy's got a used car lot. And what his marketing uh, philosophy was is that every week he, he would get a list. Uh, he, he created his list was basically compiled based on a 30 mile radius to where his parking lot was. Now, I think in the case of real estate brokers and people in the real estate business, it might be more regional. So there might be some regional bias to where your list Maybe So you're not going to be national theoretically unless you're selling distressed properties and anybody in the country can buy them. But if you're a real estate broker in a particular community, then this is very applicable because the list that's that's regionally specific to where you live is is the most important. So but then again, you have people who would go outside that region because they want to move into your region. So you need to know who wants to come into your community that's not currently in your community. But let's go back to the used car guy. So the used car guy, his ma- his marketing was basically once a week, he would send a postcard to the people, the list that he compiled of people who live 30 miles radius of the park, of, of the used car lot. And what he would put on that postcard is what was in his inventory every week. You know, which cars were on the lot. I got a, I got a 2004 Chevy. I got a 2009 Altima. I've got, you know, a 2010, you know, uh, 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 Mini Cooper. And with with some pricing or whatever he would do. And he said, you know, I get people coming in because of the postcard, but it doesn't feel like I'm really creating any buzz. I'm not, you know, I'm basically beholden to what we call an episodic event in those people's lives when they're ready to buy a used car. And how many of those postcards are basically discarded because when the people receive it, they go, I'm on the market for a used car this week. I don't care that he's got a 2016 Altima or 2012 Altima, Altima that I could buy. I'm not ready to buy a new car, a used car. So what I told him to do was start creating buzz around himself as a used car guru. I hate to use that word loosely, but basically what I recommended to him was something. I'll give you the example I gave him. Didn't have to do this exactly, but something like this. I said, instead of sending the postcard one week, why don't you send to that list some kind of a, he was using direct mail, but you could do this online as well, but send, send, send to the list a special report, a bulletin, a white paper, something that's basically the five tips that you need to know when you're ready to buy a used car, okay? You send that to them for free. You don't, you're not, sell, you're not trying to sell them a used car. You're trying to sell them on you as an expert that's way different than most other used car salesmen because you understand the business, because you understand the intricacies of what they're gonna go through when they eventually do buy a used car, and it's gonna separate you from the person that's completely transactional. And so what you do then is start building a list of people who are now interested in you and what you have to say, and I would say that in this particular case, say if you're online, 
to create a weekly, to, to get them onto a list to do a weekly blog or a monthly blog or something on your tip of the month or tip of the week on what's happening in the car business, what's happening in the resale value of cars, what's happening in anything that might be useful to somebody who at some point would buy a used car from you. Now, everything I just said, you could you could take used car and just insert house, real estate, or whatever. And so all of a sudden, you start putting yourself in a positioning where your list is not only people who live in a particular area, and it's not just, but it's people who now have raised their hand to say, you know what, I wanna be in your tribe. I wanna hear what you have to say on different things. And frankly, Every once in a while on that weekly blog or when you send a direct mail piece with a with a with a piece of content that's useful, you still could put the inventory of what used cars are in your lot or you could put the inventory of the houses that you're representing. So I want I hopefully that uh, hopefully that that is something that is starting to like ring a bell in some of your listeners minds that they start thinking about themselves as not a transactional real estate broker, real estate person, real estate property flipper, whatever. And I'm not saying any of those things in a derogatory way. It's a great business. But positioning yourself above the fray, above, I mean, think of it this way. I know everybody who sells real estate gets a license, right? But what's the real differentiator? You know, to me, I hate saying this because I bought, look, I bought one one co-op and one house in my life, and I'm, I'm 57 years old. And in both cases, I'm, I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, the, the real estate broker that sold me both of those properties could have been anybody. It was such a commodity, commoditized transaction, yet the second one, the one who sold me my house, there was a little bit more personalized service, there was a little bit more what I call concierge type service, so that was a little bit better. But how I got to her was all word of mouth. It was the usual how you get to a real estate broker. Someone else uses them and says they're really good. But what about developing your own list and your own tribe and people who now look at you as an expert and then when they're ready to use that particular service, you're going to be top of mind. Another example I'll quickly give is this one just blew my mind. I don't know if it's like this in every state, but in the state of Indiana, if you're an attorney um, who is a, a personal injury attorney, there's actually a list that you could get after 30 days of after accidents are reported. After 30 days, you can get a list of people who've been in an accident. Um, I mean, this is classic ambulance chasing, right? So you basically get a list of people who were in an accident. And it was amazing to me because I was consulting with a client who was an attorney in, in, in Indiana at the time. And they were competing and they showed me like all the different mailing pieces that went out to this list of people who had an accident 30 days before. And they were all the same stuff. It was all, you know, been in an accident. Call me, uh, call me at 1-800-SMILING-ATTORNEY. Call me at 1-800-YOU-KNOW-I'LL-GET-YOU-MORE-MONEY-IN-YOUR-LAWSUIT-ATTORNEY, RIGHT? AND WHAT I TOLD HIM TO DO IS, AGAIN, DIFFERENTIATE. YOU'RE ALL MAILING THE SAME LIST. They're all looking possibly for an attorney for their personal injury lawsuit. Why don't you send them content? Why don't you send them a special report on, you know, again, the five things that you need to know when you've had an accident and you think there might be a personal injury lawsuit coming? 
And you don't try to sell them your services in that mailing. You don't try to sell them your services in that email. What you try to do is get them get them on your list by opting in to a special report and then you get their name and address or you get their email address. And it's not this transaction maybe that you'll get them to use you as an attorney, but it's the next one. And I think people, so going back to your original thing about lifetime value, you can see where I'm going here. If you want to look at, if you want to live in a world of transaction to transaction, paycheck to paycheck, one-off to one-off, feel free. And you can make a nice living doing that. If you want to be in business for the long haul, looking at building a list, uh, building a tribe, as Seth Godin would say, he's a wonderful author who talks about building your tribe. You build people that want to come to you and you differentiate yourself from the competition in what is viewed as somewhat of a commoditized business. So sorry for that long answer to one question, but I wanted to make sure <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I wanted to make sure I got like the basis of what I really wanted to share with your guys and gals because this to me is what will differentiate a real one real estate broker, real estate um, uh, owner from another, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I'm I, I'm eating this up, and I'm, I'm writing a lot of notes as you're talking. Um, I'm going to summarize as what what I heard at the end, but I, I want to get into kind of the tactics now of how to get started uh, for uh, the the best ever listener. So um, conceptually, we know the approach, and we know what we need to do in terms of of identifying the lifetime value of our customers. Now, from step one. How do we get going on building a list, tactically speaking? Right. So I think what you want to do is like when you rent lists from somebody, whether it's an email list, like a cold prospect list, in the case of say, let's let's I'm going to use an example of a real estate broker in a particular zip code or, or, or a series of zip codes that they work within. And you can get lists, obviously, of residences in those areas. And that's what most list broke, uh, real estate brokers do. You know, I get postcards all the time. You know, there's a listing on your neighborhood. Some of them get a little fancy and say, I just sold a house on your block. And, you know, you should list with me, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'm not listing my house. So I throw that out, right? I'm interested in what they sold the house on my block for to get a sense of the value of my block. But I'm not interested in working with them. The better thing to do is that if you get a list like that, which you're paying probably for multiple use, it's a compiled list that you can get from a, a compiled list, uh, you know, a compiler called a list compiler of names in a particular geographical area. If you mail to that list, why not try to get people out of that list to raise their hand to get added to a list of yours that now has them qualified as someone who wants to hear from you? So basically, it's 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 taking a cold list of people in a particular geographical area and getting them to say, I love Joe. I love Brian. And how do you do that? Again, I think it's about content. It's about creating some kind of content because this is a world of content marketing today. You know, content is ubiquitous on the one hand, but people want information that you they can't get elsewhere. And if you give it to them for free, whether as a downloaded special report as an email or inside an envelope when you send a piece of direct mail, that is useful. That's something that's a piece of reference material that enables them 
to online get onto your email list or send a postcard back to get onto your postal list if you're going to do direct mail, depending on what your medium is of choice to start. The idea is to accumulate your own list as opposed to be dealing with a cold list all the time. So basically what I'm saying is how you get started is you take a cold list and make it warm. And then when you have a warm list, which is somebody who's raised their hand for something that you offer for free, then you get that warm list to become warmer and warmer and warmer until it becomes completely hot. And the hot list is when you have someone on your list who's been reading your stuff for a while, who's ready to buy. And when they're ready to buy, who are they going to think of first? It's you because you've developed a relationship with them. And this is what we call content marketing. And this is what we call relationship marketing. And it's not transactional marketing. And so anybody who thinks that everything about marketing is only about the transaction is making a big mistake. So I think that there's a quick down and dirty way to get started, which is start creating some content, start creating what we call squeeze pages. Very easy to create. There's a company called Lead Pages where you can actually create your own. They're like mini websites. I mean, everybody on this call probably has a website, but do you have a squeeze page? And by squeeze page, do you have a page where people go to and instead of looking at where to navigate on this big page, they come to the page and there's only one thing for them to do. And it's to give you their email address in exchange for downloading some kind of content from you that's, that's useful, that's practical, that basically it's an ethical bribe for them to be on your list. And then you double opt them into your list. And I'm not saying you're going to build a million names that way very quickly. You know, I've been doing this myself for a bunch of years by doing podcasts just like this. And I get people to opt into my list. I blog regularly. I give them content. I hope a lot of your folks will opt into my list at the end of this call and they don't think I'm full of it. And I'll give them a lot of information on direct marketing over time. Will I sell them something? I might. I might sell them a live event where they can come and learn more about direct marketing. I might sell them some books. I might sell them some some events type stuff. I might, you know, it's all going to be consistent with what I teach and what I consult on. Just like if you're a real estate broker, what you would end up selling is consistent with what you've been teaching. You know, if you want to buy a property, I'm your person. When you when you talk about take a cold list, so would you recommend buying a list to start out with uh, and then start making it warmer and warmer and warmer and then eventually hot? I think that's the best way to get started. I think that, you know, if, you know, if it wasn't real estate, and regional, you know, some, another way to get started is what we call affiliates. So I don't know if this, this would apply to anybody on your list, but the idea would be to find somebody who has a list that you know that sells products or services in a similar category to yourself and have them send out an email on your behalf and then pay them for everybody who opts into your list. What affiliate marketing usually does is that usually you have somebody mail for you to their list for your product and you split the revenue 50-50. In this particular case, you're, you're not going to be selling a house right away. So I think that you want to be able to figure out a way to compensate somebody for mailing for you. Now, I don't know what situations you might be able to do here, whether there's somebody out there in your, in your field exactly that has a huge list that could theoretically, you know, do some kind of mailing for you in the area that you want to mail. And again, you pay them some fee 
for every person that opts into your list or something like that. And it's not probably not a lot of money, but that goes back to lifetime value. What are you willing to pay for a qualified lead that you could then put onto your list that you could start warming up? And, you know, it could be when you think about it, I would assume that, you know, the average person on this list that we're talking about, not list, that's listening to this call, you know, they're going to make five figures if they sell a house, I hope, right? I mean, or at least they're going to make a few thousand. So would you pay a hundred bucks for great leads? I don't know. Would you pay 50 bucks for a great lead? Would you pay 25 bucks for a great lead? I don't know. You'll have to figure that out and test it out. But I think the easier way is if you do get access to a list that you would probably use anyway to send out postcards about listings and all that, why not try to get them onto your list with some kind of a, 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 a without being get, trying to get lucky that they're just going to call you about selling their house, which is completely episodic, which goes back to my example of the used car salesman. Brian, is there anything that we haven't talked about as it relates to list building that you want to mention to the best ever listeners? No, you know, I, 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 I had to get a lot in in a very short amount of time. And, you know, I've been doing this, doing direct marketing for 34 years. So to try to get 34 years into a half hour or so is very difficult. But um, I, I, as I said at the beginning, I have a huge passion for people in service businesses to differentiate themselves, whether they're dentists, whether they're real estate uh, brokers, whether they're carpet cleaners, whatever you are, you must create specialty from commodity in what you do. And to do that isn't going to be done by doing what everybody else does. So the list building piece is so important because having a list really enables you to start doing a lot more. Even if you have a list of people that you've created that's not that big from the way that we've discussed on this call, and none of those people will ever buy a house from you, what about the, what about referrals? You could do a mailing to them and even say to them, I hope you've been enjoying the content I've been sending you every week with my tips on real estate. And by the way, you know, chances are you may never buy another house in your life. So please keep reading my blog or keep reading my tips. But if you have anybody in your world who you think I can help buy a house, you know, please give out my name and please forward today's tip or tell them to add their name to my list. So now you're doing like referrals onto your list. And that's another way to just keep building the list, but also to find that golden nugget who might be a person who could spend money with you um, who might not be on the list currently. But it's an organic thing. I mean, it takes time. You know, you can't just plop a million names onto a list and think it's qualified. You can't just mail names in your neighborhood and assume that's going to be a qualified list to buy a house from you. Talk up. You you mentioned lastly, kind of the golden nuggets thing. And my gosh, there's so many during our conversation. And I know uh, that you had to fit a whole lot in a short amount of time, and you did a phenomenal job. Uh, just for, from a, from the really the the high level, where it all boils down to, as you've mentioned a couple times, don't be a commodity, uh, become a specialty. And how you do that is by building the relationships and, and being a content marketer. And, and really, you know, you talked about the getting started part where you take a cold list or you partner with affiliates or, or, or you just get going on your own. But you, you have a list or you create a list um, through uh, the, the content that you provide them. And you, I love that you use two specific examples, the used cars, car lot salesman, 
uh, as well as the personal injury attorneys, where you start creating buzz around yourself as being a fill-in-the-blank celebrity. So used car, attorney, um, you know, real estate investor, and you give them some simple things. And I'm actually going to start implementing this in my business uh, and with the, the people who are, are on my list, where it's weekly tips, monthly tips, whatever it is, uh, on how on topics related to that content so that the end goal is you keep the relationship going because you know one of the the, the challenges that real estate uh, fix and flippers have is that uh, people who who they sell to they might not be ready to buy at that moment right it's epi- um, the episodic and, piece that's right the episodic piece exactly uh, and and that happens all the time in real estate investing I mean uh, I, I buy apartment communities and with investors and sharing the profits and uh, so with with my direct mail it's reaching out to apartment uh, community owners and that, you know that, that's very episodic I mean to the fact, it's like once every six years, someone might be interested in selling whenever their loan's about to come due or what, however the loan's set up. Uh, so really, it's becoming uh, building that relationship. Uh, and I think with real estate, we can get a lot out of it uh, and, and get more favorable deals when we do so. And I also uh, really like the, you know, the, the very kind of tactical things that, that you talked about in terms of lead pages and building the squeeze page and, and uh, the, the lifetime value as well. Um, that you know, recency, frequency, and monetary value—the RFM—and taking a look at that. Um, and, and it's never a one-time transaction. There's no such thing as a one-time transaction in business. Exactly. It's 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 because even if if they aren't going to buy a home in the future, then there's many referrals and people they know they can they can speak to about what you got going on. Um, so I'm really grateful that, that you were able to share this, uh, this approach with us on the show and how can the best ever listeners reach you and learn more? Yeah, so I, I, I practice what I preach. So I do a, I try to blog maybe twice a month. Um, I, I was doing it weekly, but it's hard. Um, and I have a weekly or month or couple of month blog and people can opt into that list at www.briankurtz, B-R-I-A-N-K-U-R-T-Z dot M-E, not, it's briankurtz dot M-E. And if they go to that site, they they will see exactly what I talked about today. They'll see an opt-in page. They get a free access to another interview I've done with someone else. It's actually about list building. And they opt into that. It's a much longer interview than this. And then they get that for free, but then give me their email address. And then they're gonna get a notice in their email is this really you? They're going to double opt in. Now they're on my list and I'm going to be uh, blogging to them and developing a relationship with them. They can unsubscribe at any time. And then I, I've sold stuff to that list. I've sold amazing um, DVDs of great direct marketing events to them. I've sold, um, I will be selling, uh, I sold a live event to that, to that list. Very responsive, um, but they don't have to buy anything to stay on the list. And in addition, at briankurtz.me, after it, the, the, the main thing you do is, is, is opt in, but if on the right side, you'll see a bunch of live links, and those are all free interviews that I've done. Some of the stuff, I'm sure, is repetitive to some stuff we've talked about today, but there's a lot of different stuff about newsletters on there, about which is very useful for real estate folks. There's stuff on there about direct mail in particular, um, all sorts of stuff. So... Um, briankurtz.me. Uh, please opt into my list and uh, 
hopefully a lot of the content that's already on there and the content that I'll be producing in my blog will be helpful to your to your readers and to your listeners. Practicing what you preach. I appreciate that, Brian. And thank you for again for giving this very tactical um, and strategic. It was a blend of both, which is, is, is the best type of conversation. Why are we talking about the tactics? And then let's talk about the tactics. So I uh, love understanding the, the why behind uh, just you know, things that we need to do. So thanks for the, the, uh, the blend of both of those. Thanks for being on the show and sharing your advice and the skill set with the best ever listeners on how to build a large list of subscribers over time and have that relationship with them. And we will talk to you soon. I hope you have a best ever weekend. Thanks, Joe. And I hope this was helpful. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, join me in subscribing to the Family Office Podcast. The host, Richard Wilson, you can learn more about him, episode 447. The reason why you'll want to subscribe and listen to this podcast is he talks about how billionaire families think and how to attract the ultra-wealthy into your business. The Family Office Podcast.